All right, welcome to the Truth Hoops podcast. We got a fun one for you all today. We start off with some interesting conversations. <laughs> Initially yep. talking about uh, basketball shorts. You, you guys might be old enough to know about this. What kind of shorts you were rocking? Um, started off with the long baggy <laughs> shorts Super and what they're now today. Um, and then we go into some discussion about Bronny James, McDonald's All-Americans, and the great unicorn of Victor Wembanyama. How would yep. we train him? What would you do with Victor Wembanyama? Um, how would you go about taking someone of that elite caliber and trying to figure out what they need at the next level? We go into then gaining weight because maybe you're in, <laughs> we might or might not mention that Victor Wembanyama might want to gain some weight. But also if you're a youth player, youth athlete, what that looks like for you, um, some nutritional stuff as well. And then we have uh, some mock drafts at the end talking about where would you pick Victor Wimbanyama with some other players mixed in as yep. well. And then at the end of it all, we have a top five draft pick of most physically imposing players, college and NBA history. You get to pick eras and whatnot in between. So Shane, excited to dive into one this, this one let's with do it. you. And then let's get it rolling here. Appreciate y'all. Yep. All right. So welcome, Shane. Um, when I was... In high school, I think it's high school. The coolest shorts you could have. Oh yeah, were the McDonald's All American. Yeah, shorts. super baggy. <laughs> super baggy, and I don't even know where you bought them. My one of the guys I went to school with had them. I have no idea yeah. where you get them from, but they were like the the idea that you could have like a McDonald's a food product logo on your short for some reason. I thought was yep. so cool. Shorts are crazy nowadays. They got everything on shorts, but those were those and like the super bay, like Jordan shorts. <laughs> Whenever you go to like Shields or wherever, whatever store you went to, the, <laughs> the baggy Jordans, man, there was like a certain style to them. But Here's, I remember I had, a, had like three or four pair of Jordan shorts that today, like they just look ridiculous on me. But <laughs> back then they were sick. There's a mathematical formula during our time that the the less there's a direct relationship between the smaller, less amount of skin shown between uh, your short and your shoe is inversely related to how many points you're going to score. That game. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> the, the lower I had some old videos or pictures of me at my shorts, I call them the bucket getters. And like <laughs> they're based, they're closer to capris than they were shorts nowadays. How do you feel about playing in long sleeves? Have you ever played in long I sleeves? Did, um, I practiced a lot in them. I did too, man. I felt so good. I wore long sleeves in, in a game. One time I had a game where I was wearing long sleeves and a ref, I wore them for four or five games in college. Ref to stop me first, right when I check in, it's like, hey, do you have a medical reason why you're wearing those, why you're wearing a long sleeve? I was like, no. He's like, you have to take it off. In mid game, I'm just like taking the shirt off, and I just, you know, when you were like wearing a long sleeve, you're sweating, then you just take it off, and you just got, I mean, I just had like lanky, skinny arms. Now I'm just in my jersey, just like swimming. Oh, miserable! But I, I loved, I love super long sleeves, and then I also love the the baggy shorts. Did you rock the baggy long sleeve? I like yes. baggy long sleeves. Those are dope. I like the good. I like an I like an oversized t-shirt too. Like the t-shirts that go look like to the elbows or past the mm -hmm. elbows a little bit. Oh man. I could shoot in those. The oversized t-shirt with the tank top Jersey. I was yep. always pro tank top. Now when we came up, there was like the change <sighs> because I was a big tank top, tank top Jersey fan, like the old North Carolina ones. Yeah. And then they went to like the Syracuse style where it was ultra tight and they had that shoulder on it and it was yes. super baggy. The Johnny Flynn outfit yes. where it was like, 
dumb tight Under Armour tank top, and then it had the ultra baggy pants to go with it. Yep. I, yep. I'm looking at a list. Looking at a list right now of the best college basketball players to wear big T-shirts of all time, and Adam Morrison is the first one. Adam Morrison used to rock that big old T. There's another picture of Rondo here too, but JJ Redick rocked the cutoff. Big JJ team. did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh the... yeah. Yeah. He had like the shoulder like yeah, the shoulder pads. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the old school cutoff. Yeah. Uh, I like those. I remember trying to find a shirt that could mimic that. Oh, JJ. Because it was like I so I pronounced he did that. how far out it was. <laughs> Why did he do that? That's like a big time lifter or something. Somebody that would do that. Big muscle guy. Did Okafor did Okafor used used to wear it? Uh I think I know I remember what you talk. He's not on this list, but I do Emeka Okafor you talking about. Pops meant Sabatsu. Yeah. You remember him? He's uh, uh George Washington. He he had, I think, something like that. Those are the another cool one here. on this list is Marcus Camby. I remember those. Uh him rocking that big shirt. But Jason yeah. Kidd did, didn't he? Yeah, he, he might. The, oh yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, in college for sure. He like the the, yeah. the regular T-shirt. <laughs> like, Nobody does. It. Yeah, it's just a regular white tee. Nobody does that anymore. Is that like is that allowed? You think? Like, like it, I wonder if it has to be on brand. Like, if you're an Adidas team, like, do you just need an old Adidas like baggy shirt? Can I like get like a throwback Adidas and just throw that on? If someone hooped in the the baggy shirt, you knew you're in trouble. Yes. That's a like really it was a bucket look. getter, and he probably hit some fadeaways, absolute knockdown three, probably had crazy jab stuff. Yeah, <laughs> not super athletic, but just like, oh, the athletes were the ones with the baggy long sleeves. That's when you get two hand yeah. yacked on. If you had a baggy yeah. long sleeve, you're not even attempting <laughs> to shoot any threes. You have a cool looking three point shot, but it doesn't really go in. Yeah. And you're really long and lanky, and you're hunting tip slams the whole game, bro. I I remember looking at kids on the team with short shorts. I'm like, dude, this dude looks so goofy in those short shorts. That's literally that's all there is now. I mean, I wear shorter shorts now too, but that's all there is. I was watching a, an old Duke game. They were playing. It was Jason Williams, Shane Battier, Carlos Boozer playing Maryland, mm-hmm. Juan Dixon, and Steve Blake. And Steve wow. Blake had. He swam in his uniform. He had to have. He swam in his NBA jersey. And he had the low-cut socks. That's the era we rocked the low-cut socks with it. Oh. <laughs> remember the, uh, you remember Kentucky's jerseys uh, when they had John Wall, Cousins, yep. all those guys? It's super tight up top, but the the shorts literally were just puffy baggy, like super, like, it almost looked like a little skirt. Like it was like the biggest shorts they could find with the tightest up top jersey. And the two tone arm sleeve. Yeah. It was yeah, the yeah. blue and white. Yeah. Yeah. Did you wear arm sleeves ever or no. any like accessories like that? I didn't either. I rocked a headband one year in college because my hair got really long and I yeah. was a big proponent of Teen Wolf. So it's kind of funny. I rocked God, you and Teen Wolf, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a big beard and our, me and another teammate grew our hair out. Yeah. And it was more about necessity. Okay. I wanted to go with the Deion Sanders look where you had tied a bandana and the refs wouldn't let Ooh. me. And they said I couldn't do it. And then I tried doing like the karate kid look with the mm-hmm. the tie back headband. And that was they didn't allow it then when I played. It was like two years later they allowed an yeah, active tie. I think they they NBA players were doing that and I think they might have took it away. I know exactly what you're talking about. Where they do you tie it in the back? Jimmy Butler would rock it. 
Yeah, J- Jimmy Butler did. There's a bunch of players that used to run, run, roll with that. The ref says because it would become possible to become undone, and that's mm-hmm. like a hazard. Like someone would step on it. You could have a headband because it was like solid. Yeah. Remember the headband, the and one one, where was the headband and it yeah, had the yeah. third had the third band. Or- they called that something, dude. That was like there was like a couple NBA players that were rocking. It was like Darius Miles. Yeah. Uh, what is that? I gotta look that up. Uh, I tried the looking triple for headband. I couldn't find a picture of it online. I looked for it recently. Yeah, I, was I don't do know. A TikTok of it. I wanted to buy one so I could rock. I could play with one. That would be so funny. God, what was that thing called? It was like and one made uh, it. It was an and one. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Let me see if I can find it. Well, I just I want to know who was rocking it, but yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Darius Miles because Darius Miles yeah, was sponsored I feel like by it was like, one, wasn't he? Yeah, I feel like it was Al Harrington, Darius Miles. It was like kind of like they weren't bad players. They weren't even like mid-level. They were like kind of exciting, but not like superstars anymore. Darius Miles. Oh, I remember him being the most ex- – remember he made – he was in a movie. It was like a perfect score. It was like about when they cheat to get the SATs. He was in Oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> what was that called it was like perfect 18, score it was called it, the perfect score perfect score and they cheat to like go steal the sat bro i thought Darius miles was going to be so awesome that was the era where people were just hyped up on their ability to dunk like stro mile swift like oh my gosh he can jump swift. so high yeah i'm pretty sure the three band headband guys were like al harrington Darius miles quentin richardson and like sebastian telefair something like that oh, well we bring this we have a reason why we brought this up because McDonald's All-American game got announced. Yep. And they some controversy because Bronny James got in. Yeah. I'm not sure how many of you follow the details of college hoops, but he's kind of a polarizing figure in the, yep. the basketball world. Uh, give me your take on his game, and I'll give yep. you mine. Because I, I, I'm a – spoiler alert, I'm pro Bronny James. I think he's I good. Am, I think I am too. You know, I saw a funny quote on Instagram or something. It was like somebody, some college coach was upset because he, it's hard to reach out to recruit him. He's like, well, you got to jump through so many loops. I'm like, well, it's Bronny James. What do you mean? Yeah, like, you just want to call Savannah or call <laughs> LeBron and like talk about what he, of course you're going to have to go through hoops, like understand the situation. So I saw that and I was like, this is ridiculous for anybody to be upset about that. But I like Bronny because he can shoot. I know he's only six, three, but he's dumb athletic can shoot and he's a good passer. Um, and, uh, today's NBA, that'd be a great fit. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how he does in college. I guess he might be one of the most athletic, strong point guards I've seen period. Like just hands down, not debatable as to like generation. He might be the most, if he wasn't Bronny James, he was just like a kid. Right. If he was just a random kid, people would be, be like, this is yeah. the most athletic point guard we've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. They'd probably get a little bit more hype, actually. Yeah. I think he's so smart at his game. I yeah. watched him play some games and I was kind of tuning in to see, you know, whatever the hype was about. First off, he yeah. can shoot the rock, which is awesome. Great. He passes well. He's never like an overly selfish. He's an amazing defender. Like, yeah. I don't think people give enough credit as to how high level his defense is right. on ball. I could see him being in three years, a top, you know, five years, a top tier defender yeah. in the NBA. And people always want him to be LeBron. They want him to be that big dominant force, that huge six, eight. 
Yeah, it's not going to happen. The Boozer no. twins might be. Have you seen those guys play? Yeah, those, those guys are ridiculous. Those monsters, those guys bro. are ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> are those the two? Is, which one's the taller? Are those the two best basketball recruits no one's talking about? Have we just stopped hyping up the basketball? Boozer twins? I watched them play. They're like 15 and 14 or whatever. And they're yakking on people. Him they're just up. hammering on people. Hot, t- hot take. The Boozer twins. Oh, people are not going to like this. Boozer twins. <laughs> Should be where Wimbenyama status of hype. There you go. I I think that's fair to say. We got to talk about him too, but yeah, I agree. I, I was blown away. I couldn't believe these guys. I think were they 15, 16? They're yeah, young. They're, they're young. like they're sophomores young. in high school. Yeah. And they're like the two best players in high school. And any other era, if Wimbenyama wasn't floating around, people would be just constantly talking about this. I and mean, you have Bronny yeah. James, who's kind of in the mix, which I brought up initially. And people mm-hmm. are talking about him. These twins are ridiculously good. What do you, okay. So do you think Bronny plays well next year at a college? Like, do you think obviously he can shoot and he can pass and defend that screams, you know, that he'll do well in college, but he reminds oh. me of like a very good Villanova guard. Hmm. I don't know why like the Jalen Brunson vibes, the, yeah. Um, he might take two years, three years in, the, yeah. in, in college. I think sometimes he's not as, he doesn't use his strength always. You watch him play, right, he's bumped right, right. off. And he's like, for how athletic and strong he is, he could really dominate uh, a lot more with his stature. Yeah. But that's almost easier to teach, I think, at times, especially as the game opens up to the next level in the NBA, because you don't have to be so brutally physical. Right. Like you can you draw do. fouls pretty easily. Yeah. Like in college, it's such a weird brutality of physicality because there's so many people in the paint. Yeah, and when you go to the Whatever. league, you have so much more space, and so yep. you can use that athletic. Like John ja Morant was not in college, obliterating people in dunks left and right. No, no. Like there's that famous one in the it's like tournament. <clears throat> right. He catches the back door and dunks on. I think yep. Joey Hauser, who's now well, think about all the space he has now. He can go one on one against his guy every time. It's it's interesting, but I think for kids growing up, they should look at you know how he's taken his game and just really refined it to who he is. He's not mm-hmm. out here taking, he could usually take 25 shots a game and people wouldn't say right. anything, but it wouldn't do him any good for his future, like NBA status. It's not right. like you go to the NBA and now you're going to take 25 contested shots. He's playing a game that I think makes a lot of sense for the NBA in three years. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think he's going to do well. I, th- I like the idea of him staying another year. Um, one, because that gives me some more years with Braun in the league. Not that he's, you know, hasn't shown enough already. I just want to keep watching him play, but yeah, he's interesting. I think, uh, when is very interesting as well. The Boozer twins. Um, I think the thing with Brownie that my favorite part is how good of a shooter he is. That's like, when I see that, I'm like, okay, yeah, he can, he'll be fine. Once he figures out some other stuff and he's a passer and has the IQ, like you said, the strength, the context stuff. I think all that will come come with it. So with the the Wimbenyama, you know, the names floating around. Yeah, the, okay. This is this is a good one, man. This is hard because he's like he's just built very differently. How would you train him? Oh my goodness, I don't know. I don't know. Um, there's some things I see him do where I'm like, it's almost like uh, if you give somebody too many tools, not that he. Um, doesn't have enough tools already, but if you just like show him how to do a bunch of different things, I I don't want him to get 
things too complicated and do too much in an inefficient way because there's times where he could probably just like lift his knee in the middle of the paint and just fade and just like that could be so easy for him um i see a lot obviously just off highlights you see a lot of clips of him just like dribbling the ball kind of going up and down and back and then hit some tough shot i don't think stuff like that translates as well um i don't know i i would maybe try to find ways to get him the most efficient and less energy spending shots or shot makes. I think maybe that would be my focus because he's skilled, man. Like he's like stupid skilled. He's going to continue to get more skilled. Um, so maybe some like positioning on the floor, like where to catch the ball to make this a lot easier than what it has to be. Yeah, I see that. It's he's such an interesting, interesting beast because you look at bull bowl. And if you put bull bowl overseas, I mean, I think when Benyama is a better shot, Bull Bull's handle is ridiculous. I was that watching him play. Go through the whole uh, up and down the whole floor. Way tighter handle than Wimbanyama. And you watch Bull Bull play. And if you imagine him overseas, would he be getting similar hype? I think the obsession with the height is such a bizarre obsession because I was watching Kevin Durant play in college when he's playing mm-hmm. uh, Tennessee. Good teams. Um, he's played against Tennessee. And he, he moves like he's not seven feet tall. I feel like it's hard to even like when Benyama still is, he's seven feet tall. Like you can watch him move. Kevin yeah. Durant is such Don't a move unique like mover. And what I mean by that is he's so narrow in his initial like setup. Yeah, He'll yeah, get yeah. wide and long, but he, he plays within a very tight framework. And then mm-hmm. he uses his length to get around. You watch when Benyama, he'll like dribble on the perimeter and like we'll float, but we'll like go like seven yards, like to yeah. the right. Yeah. Versus KD will stay real tight and then expand when he has to. Yeah. Um, That's a good way to put it for sure. I just, I can't imagine where that dancing gets away against a guy who That's is what I'm 27 yeah. years old or 28 years old who's playing for his life on a paycheck mm-hmm. yeah. and is, you know, 255 pounds and as yeah. athletic as any human can be. I think I think the way KD goes from being a very tall player straight into his ability to like transition right into being a guard, like you said, playing more narrow, upright when he needs to be, and then instantly in a snap of a finger being able to get wide and shifty and explode out of that wider stance. That's pretty rare. So where you, maybe Victor doesn't have that yet. So how would you, would you what would you train with him? Would you? I it's hard to say because you haven't seen him play. Like it's right. The minute he goes in the league and you see mistakes, you know where to train him. If he came yeah. to you today, it was like, dear Shane, train dear Shane. me Let's get to some be the work, best bro. NBA player I can be. What are three things you would focus on just on the minimal observations you have? I Well, based on what we just talked about, that's, I think that's great insight. I would work on a, like what I call our trainers call um, a drop stance, which basically means if the ball is in my right hand, my left foot is slightly back and my right foot is slightly forward and the ball is kind of in that pocket and out of that stance, I can explode. I can cross, I can go through and I can shoot. If he could be very effective off of that alone, that's basically the whole uh, foundation to attacking off the bounce. Whenever you're going to attack, whether I get to a skip, whether I get to a lateral lift, like we talked about or rotating my hips, I'm always going to typically land in that drop stance. So I would probably just focus on getting his feet wide and being shifty out of that stance. Um, yeah, and then just probably that and and being a knockdown shooter and then um, some very simple uh, moves out of the mid post or off the elbow. Um, efficient ways to score out of those positions. 
I'd have a hot take. Yeah. I'd say stop playing with the ball in your hand so much and then dribbling. Yeah. Stop I, dribbling I would, so much. I'd spam his height. What I mean by that is I think you can steal. It's hilarious. I think you'd steal 20 points a game just on like just off easy little things. Duck ins, uh, lob at the rim, forcing the defense into act. Like Giannis is a great example. Giannis mm. just spams his ability. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just is like, I could shoot threes and I'll work on it. But in the meantime, I'm bigger, faster, stronger than you. Just go right at and you. I'm going to go right through your chest. Yeah. And you yeah. look at great NBA players, they all spam something like Shaq. Yeah. Would just routinely dunk on you. Yeah. Jordan just shot a fadeaway. He just literally would just shoot fadeaways. Shoot fadeaways. I think about Dirk too. Dirk was seven yeah. feet tall, not mobile at all. Just fadeaways and threes. I would teach a triple threat. I teach him to catch the ball. Don't put it down. Then put a guy in your hip, back down to a, a, a distance you're comfortable, and spin yep. and fade either way. And reseal. Get down to spot. Pass it back out. Throw it back. Live ball yep. now. Yep. Um kind of a, a very old school way because just having the ball in his hands puts so much pressure on the defense. And I think the minute you put it down, you give the defense an opportunity to dictate. So you, the minute you're holding it, you have a live dribble. The turnaround jumper is such a threat. You could spam pump fake that yeah. all day long. The minute you put it down, the minute you do it, the defense has a chance to have the time between the ball hits the ground, comes back to your hand, to dictate directions. Yep. And I, I just I agree. Think, I, I don't know. I watched him play in the G League stuff. And he made some outrageous shots, but they were almost like too outrageous. They've been yeah, outrageous for like they're Steph just too Curry difficult. to make. That's what <laughs> I'm saying too. You know, one of Kevin Durant's go-to moves is like that drop, like he's gonna drive and then he shoots it. Oh my god! If if he could get that, where whether that's like a kickback in transition or he's bringing the ball up, be able to basically just skip. And then it's either a blow by or it's a drop and pull. I think that would be dangerous. I think that's dangerous for a lot of taller type players too. I, I teach a settle dribble, like get in the half court or get, if you drink yeah. up in full court, and you don't have a shot right away, like a patter dribble where you turn your hip into someone settle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just reset, take yep. a time. And the minute your hip is on them, then it's like, all right, now we're in secondary game. I didn't see yeah. that once in the G league where he would, it's always like a run to a corner or run away, which is fine. I don't want to nitpick here, but it just seems like you could have made way easier, like the efficiency per shot. Yeah. You can watch all these guys. And that's the things people don't think about is the efficiency per movement. Like Kawhi Leonard is like the most, a super efficient Tim right. Duncan, uh, Mobley right. is super efficient. Lucas efficient for what he does. Cause he's not spamming like 35 moves. It's just, yeah. it takes a lot of dribbles to get to that's the what, same three moves. I a hundred percent agree. And, and when you see the highlights and it's like, wow, Look at this ability. Look at this skill for him to be able to dribble, stop, go back, go forward, and then hit this tough shot. I'm like, that looks like I would be so tired after I did that. Like, I feel like anybody would just be like, you can't do that every time down. One, your shooting percentages are going to be low, but also just think about the energy you just spent trying to create that separation. It's just not sustainable. So if Victor Romanama came to me, I'd say first things first, uh, you have some injury history, it sounds like, from what I've heard, mm. is don't play basketball for a year. People got so mad at me when I said this. So don't play basketball for a year. Let your body yeah. grow. You're like 18, bro. Eat yeah, food. He is, he is so young. Lift weights. You don't need to play the whole season. And next year, if you played every other game, whoever drafted you would be just content with that. They would be totally fine. They, they probably want that. Just don't play for a year. Eat food. Grow into your body. There's no reason 
why we have to assume you're biologically ready. You have grown so fast that to keep your weight, the general food intake it takes to just gain weight is so high for him. The first what, year, just like learn to eat food. What do you think his build could potentially look like? Is there a player in the league that, you know, like Chris Tops actually is a kind of a bigger, stronger dude. Um, obviously, Dwight Howard has got massive shoulders, way different build, Giannis. I think. But Giannis, Giannis. Giannis is a kid. He, very, Giannis uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and Wimbenyama has good, he has good, like, we call like features. So like, this is totally observational. Like he's a, sure. you look at someone's broadness, like Giannis's hand, yep. the length, the width of his hands, the, the wrist yep. muscles, like uh, the facial structure, like how big like yep. his neck and head is. Uh, certain people, like they're just built differently. And Wimbenyama has a big presence and Bull Bull is very narrow. Like Bull Bull, Bull, Bull is narrow. That's right. Structural. And Bull Bull's pretty jacked by the way, right now. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen him, but he's pretty narrow. Wimbenyama is pretty wide. Yeah. Um, like I would just let him eat. I'd let him train. I'd give him time to recuperate. We'd we'd get better at you know you can play and practice even here. And I just wouldn't rush playing. Like if you're yeah. if the biggest risk and downfall of your career is an injury and you've dealt with injury, injury stuff and you're constantly revving up, you playing nonstop. If Victor Wembanyama never shot a basketball, right now he'd be Defensive Player of the Year. So, like at the very basement, he's Defensive Player of the Year because he'll block everything. It's like Rudy Gobert, but more, more. Right. Okay, so if that's your basement. Let's just make sure we at least get the All Star basement out of the way, which right. is the best. You right. he, fifteen and fifteen with six blocks. Like yeah. Yeah, well, if, if the biggest concern is injury and maybe the biggest knock or the thing that people are concerned with is like the physicality. Cause I feel like that's what everybody, every scout will say is like, well, he's got to, he's got to learn how to be more physical or be more efficient. Like we're talking about then it's like, yeah, don't play as much, gain a little weight, gain some strength, work on your skills um, for a full year. Now you knock two things out in, and what in one don't year. Think about either is like when you gain weight, every step you take now requires more force on the bones and joints. That's true. So that they'll just like gain weight and play. Like you want to gain weight and then get used to being that weight. Yeah. So you might gain Without 20 your feet pounds. Like crunching underneath you. Yeah. Yeah. And then let like four months of you being 20 pounds heavier exist. So your body can adapt to it yeah. versus just like, oh, I'm going to gain weight and now I'm going to play. I, I can just move fine. Like your muscles and your tendons and ligaments, they don't, <laughs> you can gain weight a lot faster than other things can be ready for. I could put sure. on 15 pounds in two weeks pretty easy. My tendons yeah. will not be ready for that. Yeah, no, I agree. And and speaking of that, what you just talked about, I had a kid and multiple kids every, you know, every month, every year, high school, especially high school kids, especially freshmen, sophomores, because their coaches are like, you know, if you want to do this, then you're, I'm going to need you to gain weight. And that's what they say is they gain weight. What <laughs> What should a high school kid do when they hear that? Um, and what is it? I know it may, it may be different for everybody, but like, you know, a typical high school kid that's kind of lanky and scrawny that is maybe skilled and just needs to be stronger. What does that look like? How do you gain weight? What do you do? Like we're talking about, like, do you take some time off in other areas? Do you not play as many games? Um, it's, it's, a it's good kind of question. a tough question. Yeah. First off, it's have a good training program, like lifting. And I don't mean like the world best program ever because you're just yeah. beginning so like do something yeah. that's relevant to you um and then once you have your training kind of infrastructure set up you're going to lift and stuff you want to fuel that training program okay and so don't i think a lot of kids here oh i want to gain weight and they might have a buddy who plays football and he goes and 
chugs down whatever protein shakes and puts on 30 pounds in a summer. Right. We've all seen that in high school. hundred well, percent. And, sure <laughs> and they get like, uh, they, you know, I did that too. You get like that, that layer of fat that's with the muscle yeah. as a linebacker. That's totally fine. Cause you hit people as a linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> but you're a basketball player and we don't need Correct. to try and put on 30 pounds of muscle. We need you to be stronger, not necessarily <clears throat> heavier. Now you might get heavier sometimes as you lift and eat and stuff all that fun stuff, but no one is ever saying, um, essentially uh, there might be sometimes, but very rarely when people say you need to gain weight, do they actually mean weight? They mean you're getting knocked over because you're not strong enough. Now, mm. as you gain weight, you can gain weight without being strong. I've played a lot of really soft, heavy guys and I've played yeah. a lot of really annoyingly strong, not heavy guys. Correct. <laughs> and so an example would be like, I played with, uh, Chase and Randall this summer. Chase yep. an NBA player and he is six, two, three, two, one, somewhere in that ballpark. <laughs> yeah. Smaller than me. So six, one, I think. And, uh, probably buck 90, 95. And so like by guard stamp, maybe 85, he was buck 85. And he's unbelievably strong. <laughs> yeah. And he's stronger than guys I've played with who are two twenty. Yep. And, you can feel it when you play against them and they hit you and they bump you that leverage. Like we talked about in the other podcast about how to play with how to play strong. What does that mean? And so when you're a young athlete, think about getting stronger. Don't be so concerned about the scale as much as your numbers in the weight room. Are you lifting a little more weight? Are you actually mm -hmm. making progress? Um, is progress happening over a time period that makes sense? I'm not talking about weeks. I'm talking about months. months and yeah. it might take a good period of time. Um, and just have someone who can coach you and take you through it. They're doing the right exercises. And again, maybe yeah. like, when you're first start off, you can get away with like 20 minutes in the weight room and that's all. Cause you're not doing anything yeah. before you don't need to go right into an hour. Just do the 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. And then after a couple months, do 35 minutes and maybe 35 minutes, three times a week. Now and yeah. you just make progress over time. And that's yeah. like an easy way to do it. And as you do that, if you want to gain weight, just weigh yourself every day but take weekly averages because you don't want to like go like 15 pounds in three weeks. Cause that's not right. going to be muscle. No. Um, and if you change your diet, there's certain things you can consider. Like if you're eating more carbs, you're naturally going to hold more water. So you're going to hold more weight. So if you just start yeah. eating more carbs, you're going to get heavier and you might think, Oh, the weight program is doing really good. But those first seven pounds are just because you have higher water retention. Right. Right. And so those are some things to consider. And if someone's like coming to me and they want to gain weight or add weight, it, it, you have to have the conversation of like, how serious are you? Like, do you know what you're eating now? And this mm -hmm. is where a parent can really help because a kid's going to try to do on their own. They don't know anything. Right. They're, they're going to go eat Cheerios and peanut butter. Right. And like, is that really the weight we want to gain? Or do we want to make sure having, you know, a little bit more protein to try and build muscle? Are we getting adequate protein as it is? What are we currently at? Define where we're at now. Where, where are we at? Yeah. Hey, you wouldn't just say, hey, Shane, make me a better shooter. And you wouldn't like, assess my jump shot. So we don't yeah, know. We wouldn't, we wouldn't just start doing form shots for no reason. Right. Yeah. You understand where you are. So that's kind of my, my little bit of advice for like, the I like athletes. it. One of the, I think, like you said, one of the biggest misconceptions is that you got to go do like crazy lifts, long, crazy lift sessions, and you got to just slug protein shakes. And there's really, I think when coaches say that it's not like, I don't think kids think of a balance and like a progression. I think they just think instant change. I got to start doing these things now and yeah, just like stuff a, that maybe isn't long lasting. A really easy example for getting stronger. Dr. Andy Gapl Galpin, 
kind of talks about it and he's not, he's a promoter of it. He said himself, he didn't make the idea, but it's like three to five exercises, three to five sets for three to five reps. That's awesome. So go in there and especially if you're a younger athlete, especially if you're, yeah, you're pick beginning. big movements, do a squat, do a hinge, yep. do some push ups and pull ups. What's okay. What's, what's like Max's top five, like easy things for a kid. Like, is it a peanut butter sandwich? Is it a protein shake? Is it, I know you like honey a lot for <laughs> so energy for yeah. kids. Very different than a professional athlete. These guys okay. are, we do like nutrient timing with them because they're working out yeah. so much. They gotta be dialed in to the nth degree. Cause you're yeah. really, you know, fine yeah, yeah. wire at that point when your kids yeah. way different. Um, make sure you're eating a good breakfast. Okay. Have some protein in it. There's like some okay. really basic standards you can look up, like how much protein yeah. you get per body weight. Um, bring a snack um, that isn't just nutrient empty, like a Rice Krispie the bar. Maybe sugar. you maybe you want like, um, you know, not everyone can go out and afford the most organic stuff. And I get that, but there's some place you can get really clever, like get a potato. Very simple, very cheap. Yeah. I eat potatoes a lot. And then maybe a cheap protein source. Um, whether that is if you, you know, anywhere from chicken to cheese or skim, I don't care what it is. Yeah. Um, find a way for that. Leftovers are often a good idea. Um, yep. Greek yogurt. I'm a, we're big yogurt people. Like for a professional athlete, one of the things we'll do is we'll have breakfast. We'll have like, I know they'll have like 30 to 40 grams of protein at breakfast. Then we'll work out. And of course they had their carbs with that as well. And some people can handle more carbs right before they work out versus less. After we right. replenish, we have another 30 grams of protein, carbs. Then we'll have another meal after that. And then we'll work out again. We'll have another meal and then three more meals. <laughs> so yeah. they're eating all day long because the food is fuel. And I think Got a it. lot of kids think the weight's just going to build upon themselves. They just keep lifting. Like what's going to build the infrastructure? Yeah. And then um, one of the ways you can really make sure you get enough protein and carbs is to make sure you're not having all reliant on one meal. Like a lot of kids think, oh, I'm going to go home and eat dinner and have a steak. Okay. Even if you had a lot of steak, like a decent chunk, and you have 60 grams of protein. Okay. But if you didn't have any other protein throughout the day, even though that one meal is like two times the normal amount, you still miss the other four times right. you have protein. And so having consistent protein, there's different bioavailability protein. Yeah. for proteins. So like uh, typically they say things like nut proteins and like peanut and whatnot. Um, sure. have less bioavailability. So the amount of protein you actually consume is the amount that actually gets into your bloodstream represented by the amino acids, things that are highly bioavailable. I think like eggs are like the number one or whey protein's a good one. So right. that's where having a protein shake can help, like have a powder because you might not have uh, the, even the luxury to bring yeah, something yeah. with you. Just have a powder with you and um, a banana that goes a long ways. <laughs> peanut butter, not peanut butter, but have a banana and like a protein powder goes a long ways. Like that's sure. a good snack. Uh, if awesome. I got to work out, cause you want to fuel the workouts too. So you might be low on energy. So you want to eat something before and that's where the honey comes in. We joke about that stuff. But when you talk yeah. about professional athletes, that's such a, they already do a lot of good. So you got to even you, do a little bit better. We just trying you know, to get not so good to better when you're younger. I, I had a college uh, strength coach. And, you know, smaller schools, when you're strength coach, you, you have, like, you do all every team, like you do the swim team, you do tennis, you do baseball, you do every single team. I think this guy was like, just kind of over it, <laughs> but he wanted the basketball guys to gain some more weight, specifically me and some others. And uh, he's like, dude, I don't, at this point, I don't even care what you eat. Just go eat McDonald's, go eat this, go eat Subway, 
just make sure you're eating way more than you're eating now. How do you feel about a message like that? Does it um, make you angry or does it not no, matter it as much make as me angry? Like, okay. It's not like the world's greatest advice. Sure. <laughs> but, um, Cause I was slamming McDoubles and, and Big Macs when he said, that, I was like, deal. I'm yeah, going I now. did that too. Cause I started eating a bunch of pop tarts. and I got kind of fat in college. Cause we had like this <laughs> list of like things you can and can't eat. And like yeah. pop tarts were like yellow light, not red light. So I was like, heck yeah. Fair game, baby. Yellow had, like, light. <laughs> he had like green light, yellow light, red light food. And I get the idea and the sentiment because in sure. the day, like calories in versus calories out. When you have more calories sure. in versus calories out, you're going to have a surplus. When you have a surplus, you can build muscle. So sure. like on the very base level, sure, you're going to build more muscle than you would otherwise. Yeah. Now, are you adding fat to that that you don't want to add? I'm not talking about fat in your diet, but total body fat percentage. Um, so like that's not like the world's greatest <laughs> advice. Um if I was a kid and I had to go back in time and do it all over again, my fitness pal or some app that teaches you about food goes mm. a long way. Like documenting the food you had throughout the day and doing it for a week and understanding what has calories, what has protein, how much am I eating here, eating there. If you're really serious about it and you want to gain weight, you'll spend the extra 15 minutes to really understand what you're eating. Because then you have some autonomy behind it versus like right. some random authority figure was like, eat whatever you want and you're like yeah, yeah cookies and you get fat yeah, because yeah. like you're just justifying your bad actions yeah and there's so many simple um good nutritionists you can follow online on instagram um we use elite nutrition angie yep, ash her. she's awesome marie spano's awesome she's very good uh like lane norton's very good yeah um but i think from nutrition advice i we, we work with angie quite a bit she's awesome um, does a great job. She's a book, a recipe yep. book you can get and, you know, feeding athletes with fuel, whatever her stuff. I don't remember the exact details, but you can check it out. Just easy okay. stuff you can learn. And they have, have a lot another, of great info. I have another question for you now. Um, I did not have coffee or caffeine probably until I was out of college. I didn't even, I think now it's a bigger industry for sure. Um, didn't touch it at all. Got out of college two, three years, still didn't touch it. And then. I think my first experience was probably like a sip of coffee or like a bang energy, which is like a terrible first experience. But, uh, what I, you know, I, and I see kids roll up now with Celsius and like middle school kids that have a Celsius or have a rain or what is your take on the caffeine intake with kids, younger kids or high school kids? Okay. Well, uh, tough question. There's different kinds. Okay. I'm a coffee guy. I'm a big coffee guy. I, I, I think, with coffee, for my biased opinion, it's hard to over caffeinate. You have to drink okay. so much coffee. This <laughs> like is what, a this single is information I need too. A single cup of green tea, I believe, is 40 milligrams of caffeine. A single espresso is 40 milligrams. A typical cup is 90 to 110. A Celsius or bangs like, like 260 to 300. 300. Yeah. Um, as a pre workout, some people recommend that. Some people like that. Again, as you get older, you can make more educated decisions, I think, as to whether or not yeah. you're going to take something like that. And it has been dosed and people use it. And we, I sell a product with a pre-workout. Like I, people use yeah, yeah. them. We, people love them. The, yeah. the, 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 ca the casual consumption of caffeine is always something to consider. Like when we were growing up, we had rock stars. Remember that? Rock stars, monsters. Yeah, rock stars and monsters. That's what I, that's the only thing I saw. And, yeah. uh, and again, though, what what happens with those is like the sugar with it is another thing yeah. to consider. Um, yeah. 
the artificial dyes with it. Like with coffee, you have polyphenols. Those have been associations with coffee and longevity because people, there's some research out there. Uh, Dr. Bubbs talked about it. He's a Canadian sports nutritionist for the national team. I think some like 40% of Americans, polyphenol, polyphenols are the colors, the dark, rich colors in the coffee, which are really good for antioxidant suppression, which I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of the science there, but it's like antioxidant, for example, or oxidative species are called reactive oxidative species are produced during muscular contractions. Um, an excessive buildup with it has been associated with some immune suppression and possibly getting a cold, other things, whatever. You can go down the rabbit hole if you'd like. Antioxidants are things that take that up. Like a vitamin C is a classic antioxidant. Um, yeah. Things from green tea, the colors. So like a polyphenol is that dark, rich color from the bean. And so yeah. in like coffee, there's actual nutrients that are helpful in there as well. And so, mm. um, and then you could, so that's the coffee aspect of it, but you're not like pounding it full of sugars because some of these things have like, Right. 50, 50 grams of sugar and like an absurd amount. And so now you're having an interesting endeavor with caffeine and a huge, well, sugar it's like, spike. it's like if they don't have sugar or they say zero sugar, but then it's like packed with sucralose or the other type of sweeteners, which can't be good either then. Right. Uh, that's not necessarily true. There's research that suggests that they're not actually that bad. Um, okay. That's good to know. It's, it's different than some people argue that you should have the cane sugar. Yeah. But I think the moral of the story is like, if I'm going to have a 300 milligrams of casual caffeine, first off, that shouldn't be just a casual event. I think kids just like, you know, and we did it in high middle school and stuff. People just drink like sure. a rock star throughout the day. And then you yeah. can be straight. Um, yeah. That's a whole different topic in of itself. Do I know athletes who like pre-workouts and take pre-workouts and enjoy them? Yeah, I do. Um, do I take caffeine and I drink coffee? I absolutely do. Um, do I limit it past 4 p.m.? because the half-life of it is X amount of time. And, you know, that's kind of based on how quickly your liver can quote unquote get through it. Yeah, I, I do. There's certain people have different reactions to caffeine. So yeah, that's true. Certain people can process it really fast. Forgot the exact reason, but it's like certain detox within the liver, how fast you can churn through something. And so some people can drink caffeine and like two hours later, don't have the effects, but certain people can drink caffeine and like 12 hours later. So they still have some residual effects that keep them up. So I, I'm, I like caffeine. I think caffeine, I started taking yeah. it out of college, made me smarter. That's a whole different topic. Right. I think, I think it helped with like focus and stuff, but I don't, sure, I don't for sure. think like it's something we should have casually of just like casually, right. 600 milligrams of caffeine just because it tastes good. <laughs> yeah, man. That's a good, I think that's good probably for kids and for every trainer out there. If, I you, think get without all... it, if you can go without it, like you got to understand yeah. why you need it. Like yeah. you don't need caffeine all the time. It's, right. you know, are you not sleeping enough? What are some things you really need to cover your basis as to why you're taking that caffeine? Sure. Versus... I think that's the, that's probably hard because everybody want, feels better when they're caffeinated and like kind of maybe more productive or whatever it is. But, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I don't feel like I need it. And I don't usually have it in the morning because I feel, usually I feel energized in the morning. There's some days where obviously I'm a little bit more tired, but typically when I wake up, I have decent amount of energy. It's right around probably noon or two or three ish where I start getting a little bit more tired. I try to take it centered around physical activity. Mm. So that way it has a utility to it. Okay. I, I, I'd imagine the metabolic churn rate is higher when you're doing something doing something versus, I don't know the science of it, but I imagine so that you're processing sure. things faster than just casually sitting around hawking down coffee. Love um, it, man. I, I do want to get back to one thing though. Cause we did mention yeah. in the beginning. Um, Wimbenyama, 
Yeah. Quick, quick question for you. You're drafting as a GM. Mm, oh no. And Paulo Boncaro's in the draft. Or do I get Victor? Or do you get Victor Wembanyama? Um, I think Paulo's killing it. I think I'll take Victor though. I think I'd have to. What do you think? Wow. <laughs> you, you disagree? Interesting. <laughs> well, I'm looking up Paulo's stats. He's averaging like 22. But is he a guy that's like gonna? He's I mean, like maybe, 19 years old. Maybe Victor's not, but is he a guy that is going to be like Giannis that can basically carry, not carry, but basically carry a whole squad? 6'10", 250, 20 years old. He's averaging 22. I don't know. That's that's against Philly. Hold on. I think he's averaging 22 overall, though. Yeah. I just saw the other day. 6'10", 250? Big he's boy. Big. He's played He's played every game, uh, 33 minutes a game. He's shooting 43%, 31 from three. That's good to see. 76 from free throw, averaging 6.5 rebounds, half a block. In twenty point seven points a game as a rookie, you're gonna take on Orlando Victor, oh. or are you gonna take? I'm Paula? still taking Victor. I'm taking Victor. Are you gonna take Zion or Victor? I'm taking Zion. Interesting. Zion's a dude, man. I just think Zion. I don't know. Maybe it's like a. Would you pick? Know. You'd pick Zion over Apollo within the draft right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I would. Would you? I don't know. What would you take? Paulo's rookie years, Victor? rookie years are better. He has less hey, injury history. I can't, I cannot argue that at all. I don't know what it is. Let me look at Zion's. Uh, I know people Zion's love up. Zion, but I haven't seen Zion in the playoffs. I haven't seen him dominate in a playoff game. I know. I know you can dominate in the regular season. Maybe that same goes for Paulo, but at least he's got a good team too, which kind of sucks. He's got a good team. He's got good. CJ. And he's, and averaging, he's averaging twenty six a game, seven boards, and five assists. He's shooting sixty percent. That's pretty elite. He's 22. Does Paulo not you? get those numbers in two years? Yeah, 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 yeah. Would you pick? 26? If you're drafting right now and you got Zion Williamson or Shea Gilchrist Alexander. Oh, my Gilchrist. God. Or Wembenyama, the big three here and there. Three it's, it's like the it's like trying to figure out like what what do those stats mean for whatever team they're going to be on? Like, Could those stats be used to win a championship or not? Like, could Shea averaging, what? what is it, like 30? Could that be effective or efficient enough to actually lead? Like, I think Zion Zion's impact is probably bigger than Shea's, even though Shea just gets crazy buckets. But okay, what he br- mismatches he brings to the floor, I think I'm going Zion. We're drafting this year. Hmm. You have Zion, Victor, oh and you have – so you get those the, both of them for the whole yes. career. For the whole career. Stacks, draft or you get Miami LeBron for four years. Oh, I'm taking Bron. Miami Bron <laughs> is my favorite LeBron. Oh so, my god! So athletic. Your, is that your favorite LeBron? I think so. This is uh, I think the second return. Actually, last year in Cleveland, LeBron mm-hmm. is pretty, pretty spectacular. He, I, that might be one of the most physically imposing LeBrons that people don't think about. What do you think about the early years of LeBron or even like the two, the year before the year before that, before he left to Miami? Cause that one might be my favorite. That's what I was saying for last. Oh, that's what I meant. The first 
Oh, okay. Stint okay. last year where he had the, the Pistons game where he scored like, was it? Like yes, 50 points that's or something. the one I'm thinking. Dude, you would see him do like a crossover, some sort of move, and like his shoulders were so low, and then it'd be just pop right off the ground. And the only problem I have with Braun now is that he just cannot get that low. He's not a great ball handler because of some of his movement limitations, I think, but the dude is obviously still an animal, still a beast. But I just miss those days of him just like, oh my goodness. He was just, it was just different. Way different. And Miami of LeBron was probably well more or more balanced, but those early caviars were crazy. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with a top five draft pick of physically most imposing players. You can pick oh. euros of these players. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Top five most physically imposing players. These are not prepped drafts. That's the point of this. No. Shane, you get to go first because I asked the question. Okay. How are we grading this? Just at all time, or does it have to be in their era? You can pick an we... era. Well, yeah, all in, within their era, obviously. Yeah, because you, you can justify. Compare. You can pick eras of players. You don't need to have the player's whole career. You can pick time periods. Oh my gosh! Oh, okay. If most dominant, most physically imposing, physically one, imposing. Yep, physically imposing. And you can pick any level. You can pick college or NBA. Oh. I said NBA beginning, but I'll put college in there as well. Think about Greg Oden in Ohio State. Just I know. There's some good ones in college. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say Shaq. I have to. Shaq. Just a beast. A- absolute animal. First dunk that comes to mind is the one where he shoves the dude. Ugh. Uh, now, I, I should pick Wilt Chamberlain, but I'm not going to. Dude, I think you should. No, I want to pick Miami LeBron. <laughs> I, okay, actually, actually it might be too. it might be uh, Cavaliers. I think Cavalier last two years Cavaliers LeBron, not not last two, but his first stint last two years Cavalier LeBron was the sure. most physically imposing LeBron. Just go watch those highlights; they're so so mind boggling. I think he's so underrated physically. Yeah. All right, I just lobbed you a softball. Who do you got for your second pick? I'm, yeah, I got to take Wilt. I have to take Wilt. You can't drop just that like you just playing against what did the. What JJ say? Playing against plumbers, playing against just random dudes—not random dudes, but just guys that were not his size. Um, I'm going, I'm going, I got Shaq and Wilt, man. It's <laughs> a good combo. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with one that's controversial for this high up. I probably right. could wait it out to get him later in the rounds, but I'm just going to take him now. Do it. I'm going to pick uh, playoff championship run Dwight Howard. Ooh, that's a great one. Dwight is a great pick. He's I think pick. he's super underrated. I think his years in Orlando were so ridiculously underrated in terms of like he'd catch and just turn his that shoulders and dunk pick. on people. Where are we going to five? That's a good pick. And we're at three now. I'm trying to think of somebody in like the nineties, somebody that that's Shaq and I got Wilt. I'm just going to keep going up. Who is just a massive force? Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take him. I'm going. I'm gonna go Carl Malone. Oh, interesting. Big old Carl. I got a stack line. A big old Carl Malone. Bucket getter. Massive shoulders. Super physical. If we if we could have gone high school, I would have picked Tyson Chandler high school. But I can't go that far. That's that would a be great, elite. High that's a great game. one. That's a. I gotta think of some college guys now that you threw. I that have out. some college ones. I'm really surprised you didn't pick this other person who's very underrated. Different in terms of his physically imposing, but I'm gonna go with Yao Ming. I think Yao, oh, Yao that's Ming so good. Yao Ming that's is so, so underrated as a basketball player, and 
Oh yeah, he Even was crazy Shaq for is, his think... height, dude. That dude is Shaq. Shaq came out and said like that was the one of the hardest people he's ever played against. Yeah. So there we go. I got some good ones so far. That is Yao Ming is great. I'm gonna do Giannis. I'm going Giannis next. Definitely, just an animal, an absolute beast. Huh. No, I got some options. I think I, I think I think I know my last one, but I don't know yet. I'm gonna yeah. go. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. College Zion. College Zion is more physically imposing Damn, than bro, NBA that Zion. Was my, that was definitely my last one. College <laughs> Zion. High schools. You could just say high school or college Zion. Just We're not a, going high school though. We just go college. Just different. Just a different, different type of animal. Um, I'm gonna take somebody maybe that wasn't uh like hit you right in your chest or your shoulder, but just physically. Just I don't know how you stop it. Was Blake Griffin with Lob City? Mm, that's a very good one. Yeah, just physically imposing. And DeAndre, you know, DeAndre Jordan was there too. But like Blake would just like you throw a lob, he's probably gonna get it. Now I have a couple of good ones for the last one that I really debated. Give me some honorable mentions. So I'm gonna go. I have to pick this person in the top five. I don't. I I I want to pick someone else, but I have to. I'm gonna go Ben Wallace. Mm. Pistons. That's a good one. Big Afro when he yes. had the fro, and that was Defense like player of the year twice, right? Or something. Yeah, like. he's in the Hall of Fame too. I think you have to go with because he really was one of the. He like he was, was built on like physical, like that was his scary. whole idea was he was physically imposing. Um, some honorable mentions. I wanted to go with Greg Oden. Obviously, we mentioned. Yep. Uh, Joey Dorsey, Memphis. Joey Dorsey. I have a Joey Dorsey jersey. I've not even thought about that name so long. That was the the muscle of the Derrick Rose teams. What do you think about like a uh, a Bill Lambeer or a uh, Stephen Adams? Guys that were just very physical and strong. Didn't like score that way. I guess Ben Wallace didn't really score like that either. But Those are good. I think you could have gone with like a Ron Artest as a guard. I think Ron Artest just... For what he's known for, yeah. What about a what about a guard? Who can we think of that's a guard that was just like super physical? I mean, Drew Holiday for sure. Yeah, he's he's up there. That's probably one of the best ones. He's got to be. Yeah. Um, hmm, I don't know how many guards you'd put. Like Charles Barkley could put up there because he was so small for his position, despite being a menace. Yeah. Yep. I think of uh, Marcus Smart's another good one. He's physical. Jimmy Butler back in the day was known to be like that. I think those are some good ones. I think it's a good draft we had. It is a good pick. We might have missed some people. So you guys out there, feel free to tweet at us. We're probably a little biased in terms of it. Yeah. Look at some rankings. Like they have Kobe Bryant, I think Josh Smith. I wouldn't put him. College Josh Demarcus Smith. Cousins is a good one. Demarcus Cousins is a great one for College sure. Cousins. And mm-hmm. Kevin Garnett. KG would have been a great one. I, uh, uh, he was definitely super physical. They got Serge Ibaka on there, Dennis Rodman. I would not put Serge Ibaka. Sorry, Serge. Draymond. What do you think about Draymond? No, no. He's not physically imposing. I mean, he did punch no, Jordan Poole, but yeah, he's not. He's not physically imposing. He's just he's like in the Pat Bev category. He's a he's yeah. an instigator. He's a Tony Allen trick or treat. Tony Allen's crazy. Yeah. underrated Tony. He's going to go down as super underrated Tony Allen when it comes to that topic. Tony He's Allen's like the, the original Pat Bev. Is he? 
Dude, he has he, to be. His nickname was Trick shoot, or right? Treat. Like, That's he, why his nickname he, was Trick or Treat, because you don't know which Tony Allen you're getting. I need to look up Tony Allen's stats real quick, because I'm pretty sure he just like was a non-threat when it came to like shooting or anything else. He was on those Zebo Memphis teams. Yes, Zebo would have been a good pick too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have been. That's fair. You, you yeah, could he, say Edie right now for Purdue. Yep, big old dude. Purdue's uh, ranked number one now, right? They just got that new ranking, pretty sure. Kenny George, UNC Asheville. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Great guy to play with in the video games. He just would dominate. Dude, <laughs> like seven, that's seven. That'll be the that'll be the next draft. Best video game. Best. Matt Bonner was one of the spammable video game players in NBA, <laughs> EA Sports, whatever it was, because he could shoot too well. Matt Jason Capono and Matt Bonner. Yeah, Jason Capono's a cheap. <laughs> Score like thirty a game with Jason Capono. Just run him off with like <laughs> pick and roll flares, pick yeah. and pops. Yep, that's funny. Awesome. I remember. Uh, I remember when uh, NBA Live two thousand four came out. I think. I think it was two thousand four. I think Vince Carter was on that on that cover. But it was, or maybe it would. It could have been five when Jason Kidd was on it. But it was like when Yao Ming was in the game. I was so excited. I was like, bro, I'm just going straight Rockets. T Mac Yao Ming. Just gonna throw it in. We're gonna dominate. Had like Ray Alston on that team too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was. It was. Yeah, it was Francis. Um, Francis. I don't know if T Mac was on that. Maybe that. Maybe Francis was a part of that T Mac trade. Um, because I think he did go to the Magic. But yeah, that was a good Rockets team. T Mac came from. Uh, he came. He came from the Raptors. Well, he went Raptors. Then he went Magic. Had that great run with the Magic. Then he went to oh, the Rockets and got hurt. That might man, that's a that's a good snub team right there too, the Rocket Squad. Very good. All right. Well, um, anything else you want to add? Some wrap it up here. We had our obviously our conversation about people uh wanting to gain some weight and what that gain means some for weight. basketball. Um good information for a lot of players. We'll we'll have another one up, guys. If you have questions, please message us, let us know. Again, thank you for sharing this stuff and following along. We'll keep it coming a couple times a week with this, and we're excited to keep it growing and rolling here.